Hello. Oh, hi. How's everybody doing? Well, I'm nailing at everybody here yeah. that, can, that can answer back. So <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. How about you? You know what? I'm better now. All right. Now that you got your, your thoughts recorded and the mic in your face. Yeah. That's something that I used to tell girls when they would ask me how I'm doing. Yeah. It's like, how are you, Denzel? Better now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> try to try to keep it as creepy as possible. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> well, I'm doing good. But how's your how's your dad's back? I noticed he was uh, hunching over a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Is he doing better now? Yeah, because I saw in your window last night. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Oh, it's boy. perfect. That's that's how to get all the ladies. Yes, just that's what my self-help book will be. Creepy uh, advice. Yeah. Just creepy advice on getting girls. <laughs> and just like at every page, there's a footnote that says this only works if you're gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> it's super true. That's one of the things that I've discovered over time that you could really say anything if somebody's attracted to you. Yeah. And that's not even just strictly related to sexual things in nature it's basically everything oh yeah like <laughs> do you ever have a friend just a male friend platonic whoever that just says really dumb or just super offensive shit or just pisses you off all the time but they have a dope house and like to host things and you're just like you know what it's better once you get used to them <laughs> that's how i felt about you and pierce <laughs> damn God damn, coming through with the heart, hot pars, hot Boom, pars, roasted. Boom, we're taking it back to office, the office. Yeah, there we go. God damn, Chet, you watch any anime? Nothing new. Oh, fancy that! I did. Oh, what? What? Finally got around to watching Jinro. Oh yeah, as I had suspected, I'd seen it before. Yep. Yeah, and it's pretty good it's pretty good it's basically a story about if germany took took over uh japan after world war ii okay and there's like of course a police state going on and there's a rebellion going on but the story is about this man who falls in love with a woman during during all that and he's a cop and she's the sister of a terrorist naturally yes yes typical romeo juliet you know one of the things that really annoys me about movies is when they try to fool audiences. Uh, and there are, are a couple twists in here. And, I mean, they're not obvious. And one of the things that sticks out to me when I'm enjoying a movie is I'm not trying to guess what happens next. Right. And it's not that the twists were completely unexpected. It's just that, like, they were okay. Mm. But at one point, and this isn't a huge spoiler, it's right at the beginning of the movie. It's hard to tell if they're, if something's actually affecting a character or the main character, Fuse, and whether or not it's just being played up to like kind of get the audience into the coming twists. And it's basically just like he's got PTSD. Right. But I don't know if he actually had PTSD or if it was the movie trying to convince me that he had PTSD <laughs> so I would go along with the twist later. I see. Yeah. And I see. it's 
and there's imagery in there that makes sense later on in the movie but at the same time it's just kind of like well this is not I mean they did it so it would be cool yeah but you know like I get where they were going with the uh, imagery foreshadowing oh shit I said too much oh no but, but anyway I mean, it's a pretty old movie, you know. Yeah, I I recommend it. I recommend oh. it. The, it's animated beautifully. And, I mean, there's not a shitload of action in it. It's really at the front and tail end of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's more of a drama about this relationship, which I don't normally go for. But because of the setting and the action and the animation, I was just like, all right, I'll stick around. I'll stick around. Well, cool. And also, there's a conspiracy involved. Oh, so man. That's, that's a hook right there for me. That It's funny. In a similar setting, well, not, not exactly the same setup, but in a war-torn Japan where you have a main character who falls in love with someone who he really can't be with, it's one of the worst animes I've ever seen. It's called Saikano. I know a lot of people who actually enjoyed this, but in the context that I watched it, there was no chance I was going to enjoy it in the first place. And it was fucking horrible. (laughs) If you enjoyed it, you are a sucker for tragic romance and there's nothing else I can say. Basically, the, the premise of the story is that Japan is in some huge war, I think with Europe, but it's like modern day Japan. And they end up developing these super weapons, which are, of course, mecha girls. They're normal girls, but they're actually nuclear robots. Oh, that's cool. That seems like a cool premise. You know, it's it's one of the most anime concepts you can come up with. Yeah, it's like jamming together (laughs) ten different things. Yeah. So, the main character ends up falling in love with one of these girls. He doesn't know that she's the super weapon. I don't even think she knows in the beginning. And it it starts out pretty much like a totally normal high school romance kind of story, except that it's in the middle of this war. And then as the story goes on, she gets stronger and she ends up being like absurdly powerful. She ends up being like the strongest weapon ever developed by mankind because she just keeps getting stronger as 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 the story progresses was the love what was powering her up i don't even remember man (laughs) (laughs) i think that was part of it because at some point in like around episode seven they have sex and that's kind of like the turning point of when she just goes ape shit on everything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh yeah so the story ends with she ends up going nuclear and doesn't blow up the world she blows up existence just everything that's so stupid it's just done she just killed everything everyone at all times that's so dumb except (laughs) except she was so strong that she could protect the main character with her love and and her consciousness so it basically ends with main dude in a white void talking to this disembodied voice that's so stupid it was one of the dumbest things i had ever seen that reminds me of cabin in the woods oh because one of the things that really annoyed me about cabin in the woods is like 
at the end of it how they decided instead of killing themselves to save the world they would just let the world burn it just fucking ended you're one person save humanity yeah but the explanation for that that i heard was i believe joss whedon did it Mm -hmm. he somebody had explained it in a way and i think this came from him but essentially they said oh it's like a love letter to all the characters he's ever written and it's saying that to him his characters are more important than the world and it's just (laughs) like that's so stupid that and that's what that anime reminds me of it's It's pretty fucking fucking dumb the whole show was dumb as shit psychano if you enjoyed it, hit me up and I'll tell you your taste is horrible. <laughs> or just go rewatch it. Go rewatch it with the mindset of this is fucking dumb. And you'll understand, oh, this show is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy is sitting in a basement somewhere after having produced his one and only anime Psychono <laughs> and was like, oh man, where's my anime mech waifu? She's more important than existence. Bring her to me. I would trade life itself. No, I would trade everyone else's life. If only I could hear my waifu's voice. (laughs) That's so dumb. Yeah, nah. And the art sucked. Oh, I bet. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it would have good art. I mean, there was a period in the early and mid-2000s where there was just a shitload of trash coming out. Yeah. More so than now, surprisingly. I mean, I guess less surprising because people don't have money to throw around like that. <laughs> yeah, I suppose not. Yeah, the the early 2000s art direction-wise was a fucking mess. Yeah. Especially that remake of Bubblegum Crisis. Ugh, yeah. That was fucking terrible. Yeah. That may have been late 90s. That may have been. Yeah, like, when I think of, like, peak 90s, I think of Saber Marionette J. Never heard of that. Oh, you just look up a picture of what Saber Marionette J's art looks like. It's not a bad, it's not a bad show. It's not great, but it, you know, it was, it was a fun shonen, but it was super nineties and the art was just out of control. Oh, that's like uh, Slayers. Yeah, actually. Yeah. It's a bit like Slayers. Yeah. I liked Slayers though. When I was a kid, I haven't rewatched it. You know, I never actually got around to watching Slayers, and I feel like I've missed the boat. Yeah, you may have. It's probably not that good. <laughs> yeah. It was one of, like, the four anime that I was aware of when I was a kid. Yeah. It was, like, that Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball GT, Dragon Ball Z, and Slayers. Or, no, I already said Slayers. Whatever. <laughs> essentially, there was a channel that was called International TV. Oh, yeah. That was, Do you remember that? Yeah, I would catch it every once in a while. I caught some really funny, like, Filipino variety show once. Oh, nice. Yeah. I saw a lot of Korean and Japanese rap. Because oh, on certain nights, I can't remember what night it would be, but essentially, they would have 30-minute versions of something like TRL. And mm. it would be a Japanese version and a Korean version. Cool. And I just would watch those, and they were not very good. <laughs> there was one song that I remember. And this is one of the problems that I have with foreign rap. It seems like it's stuck in a certain era. Yeah. Even now, it's yeah. really strange. It's It sounds like early 2000s rap music. Yeah, like... A lot of it feels like they're still just looking up to like Dr. Dre. 
Yeah, Dr. Dre, and even some 50 Cent production. Yeah. The production, it's all in the beats in the production, and like some dudes have really gruff voices, and they don't rap on anything other than beats that sound like they were machined out of fucking aluminum cans yeah. filled with 211 steel reserve. And it's, it's like, fuck, man. You guys all have the same style. It's really weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, you get the occasional standouts, but... Yeah, of then course. Then the the ones that stand out will end up becoming hits here too. Yeah, like it. G Ma like made its rounds. Yes, it did. It was very very fun song to get drunk to. Yeah, except that one also. The beat on that was still pretty dated. Yeah, it was aping. Bitch, you guessed it. Yeah, and it came out like a year afterward. Yeah, and I understand to a certain degree. Like maybe you, maybe, maybe the internet is just slow in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Shout uh, out to Pyongyang. Yeah, shout outs. Shout outs to a three meg up and down. <laughs> Ooh, up would be actually pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, three meg down. Mm. No, not at all. Anyway, moving forward. Yeah. I also watched the third season of Voltron. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen any of that. It's the, I want to say the first season was cool. I mm. liked the first season. The second season was a continuation of the first, and they really could have just been the same season. Hmm. The second season was all right. The third season was not bad. It just wasn't good. Mm, I feel you know you. what I mean? It was yeah. just that. It seems like one of those series that has 56 episodes and it just drags for a little bit with like weird side arcs. Yeah. And I feel like that's what it's doing right now. Okay. But I mean, it just, it was seven episodes as well. Oh. Which is really fucking weird. Yeah. That's strange. Yeah. I I don't even see the, I guess if they don't have enough money. Because but, Netflix is twenty billion dollars in debt, yeah. So it's it's kind of weird because Voltron, I don't know, going from twelve to seven yes. and just wrapping up an arc in seven episodes, it just seems like they're putting out like half arcs at a time, and it's really fucking annoying. Yeah, that is a that is an odd choice. Like I feel to me it would make more sense just to not put out a third season yet if you don't have the money to do a full 12 yeah it's really strange yeah i don't know that is an odd choice but i wasn't ultimately i wasn't feeling it it was it was very okay (laughs) okay and they there were some things in there that i thought to myself and i said like they're trying to appeal to the yaoi crowd right now or like what are you doing i don't know maybe because they go they go yaoi girls go hard on that show yeah they do they do and it's 2d it's fucking 2d come on dog what are you doing (laughs) the fuck are you doing 2d and uh, don't ask me man god damn well anyway moving on to movies you see any movies nope okay so let's let's talk about valerian first the city the the city of a thousand planets i guess it was not good i didn't expect it to be it wasn't bad but it just wasn't good all right and the issue that i have with it is that it's very bland really sci-fi movie that's unexpected. If anything, this the like the setting of it seemed interesting. Yeah. 
that that planet that's in the trailer is not it's not it's separate from the base with a thousand planets oh sick okay yeah yeah (laughs) so in my mind what i thought it was was like okay so there were like pockets of planets on each of the like the ships and shit right so then they can go out and be the space police from their base and yeah okay yeah Yeah. but that's not the case all right well that sucks essentially what it is is like imagine the iss now Mm -hmm. and eventually they tack on so much shit to it that it starts affecting earth's gravity okay so what they do is they just shoot it out into space all right and that's cool yeah simple enough yeah it's not it's not anything too complex and that was rad but the the story elements i mean the story wasn't i mean it's not good it's just not a good story and the twist is obvious because of course i wasn't super into it so i was just like okay obviously this guy is involved in this conspiracy or whatever so well whatever all right and it was super obvious it's super it's just like dog there are like five or six actors in this movie (laughs) so there's not there's not really all that much you can do visually i i would also say that it was kind of lacking on the visual side too really it was so the trailers just kind of played up the visual aspect it's it's about as much as about as much as you see in the trailers what's in the movie wow that's disappointing yeah it's not great I mean, there are some, there are a few other places that they go to, but it's basically the same shit over and over again. Wow. That, well, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that I did like though was, do you remember the episode of Futurama where they go into the internet? Yeah. Okay. So one of the portions of this movie is them going to another dimension Mm -hmm. and it's basically like what they did in Futurama with the internet. It was really actually kind of, it's kind of cool. Sounds cool. Yeah. And the, the plot of this movie is essentially like a guy going to extreme lengths to get laid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And that's basically all that drives the movie all right yeah i know it was a bit of a non sequitur but going back to the other dimension stuff going to the other dimension was super cool that was dope Mm -hmm. um some like the way that the alpha prime base looks on the exterior is super cool Mm -hmm. and that's really about it it's all right the oh the skin of the people that he that he's trying to help that valerian and loreline are trying to help is actually really cool as well all right so how was the uh, the clearly shoehorned and very obviously pushed romance aspect of it? Oh no, it's not shoehorned or anything like that. Excellent. It's literally the from the onset of the movie, his goal is to fuck. Oh, like okay. that's, that they set it up and maybe like or the first scene that they're in, and then in the second scene that they're in, he asks her to marry him. Okay, and it's just like, dude, this guy's just trying to fuck excellent and that's the entire movie i'm glad at least that it's him trying to fuck because usually in these young adult sci-fi whatever settings especially if there's a female lead it's usually the girl is going after the guy and the dude is like some perfect oh perfect specimen (laughs) of a human (laughs) and she's this flawed character and he has she has to like impress him enough for him to to notice her oh you thought it was gonna be twilight in space 
Yeah, and Divergent in space. <laughs> with a little bit of Hunger Games. Oh, shit. No, luckily it wasn't that. Goddamn. I even... that, that was exactly how it looked to me. Like, oh. it felt young adult novel all the way. That's interesting. That was That was just the vibe that I got off of it in the trailers. Yeah, that's fair. I'm glad to hear that it's not like that because I was thinking like, man, y'all spent way too much money to I be doing agree. this shit. Oh, God. I do recommend like maybe renting it one day or if it's All on right. a, like a free streaming service, check it out. Okay. So it's not don't waste your time on it bad. It's just not. It's just not good. Yeah. All right. Fair. And I also looked at the graphic novel like a week or two ago. Oh, okay. And it's, I mean, it's real wordy. It should have just been a book. <laughs> <laughs> the art kind of sucks too. Oh, sick! All I right, know, it's from the seventies, so it's not uh, okay. It's not anything super crazy, but I thought the art was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, I also saw saw Dark Tower. Speaking of movies that you just shouldn't waste your time on, yep, yep, it's bad. Yeah, I, I heard pretty much across the board that it's just really not good. It's just. I don't so to be completely fair I've never read the book so I have no reverence for them and it's just boring yeah it's just a boring movie it's not good and <laughs> there was a point in it because of course I had been drinking as a, as is my ritual sure. during movie time I wanted to just get up and go to a bar like halfway through it. It's just like, dude, this sucks. Damn. It was kind of just, and once I said, you know what, let me just chill out for a little bit. I probably shouldn't drive right now because I did the double feature. I went to see Valerian and then dark tower. Oh, okay. And then I came home, rested a little bit and then went out to see another movie. Oh, damn. Yeah. Movies. Yeah. I I like going to the movies. It's a fun time. All right. Even if I'm watching a bad movie, it's, it's still pretty good time. I I often find that, especially if I go out to see a movie, I'll usually at least enjoy it in that moment. Oftentimes I'll go look back on it and be like, okay, this wasn't that great. That wasn't that great. Like amazing Spider-Man two, I thought was fine at the time. Then, like, looking back on it, like, yeah, you know, this movie was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel a lot of the time as well. There was, let's see, Dark Tower. I guess that's really about it for Dark Tower. I wouldn't recommend watching Dark Tower at all. I mean, it's not not even for, the, like, the sheer curiosity. Like, oh, is it really that bad? No, it's not that bad. It's just boring. It's a boring-ass movie. <sighs> that's rough. <laughs> And it gets cartoonish in spots. I could see that. It's, oh, God. Anytime you have a character that's like invincible gunman of a character, it feels like it's going to get pretty unrealistic. Shoutouts to Wanted, I think was the movie where they're curving bullets. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was stupid. That was just straight up defying ballistics. Like, that's not how physics works. Not at all. Not at all. Speaking of James McAvoy, <laughs> because he is in Wanted, <laughs> <laughs> he's also in another film called Atomic Blonde. Oh, yeah. I saw that motherfucker. How was that? It was um, a decent action movie, but really shitty spycraft movie <laughs> or spy fiction or whatever sure. the fuck it's called. 
espionage espionage film it's bad it's just it's bad at the spy stuff like really bad at it sure but it is fun to watch some of the action sequences the downside is basically everything that was shown in the trailers is what you get in the movie all right sweet they basically save the story for the film and it's not not much to no it's it's spy shit like it's spy shit from berlin when the berlin wall is coming down Mm -hmm. and that's really about it sometimes you got to get information i mean there are a few more action scenes in the film outside of what's in the trailer but it's kind of just like well not not a whole lot all right sweet it's not that interesting yep it's it's very very okay I I guess ultimately this was three okay movies or two okay movies and one that you probably just shouldn't even watch. All right. Yeah, I mean they did some stuff in Atomic Blonde that I thought was okay. I guess mm-hmm. like they did some of the the music stuff was nice in it. Some of it because I really like eighties music, mm. like new wave shit. it's it's really fun fun. really fun music that's been that's been a trend in movies and i'm gonna definitely point towards guardians of the galaxy as like really making that push where they're bringing back like retro soundtracks for movies and making them more prominent yeah as part of the movies it's a cool touch i like it yeah it may get oversaturated we may be in oversaturated already. I haven't been watching that many movies because not a lot of them are worth going out to see. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. One thing that I'm proud of myself for, and I'm going to give myself a big fat wank for this, but I don't rely on Rotten Tomatoes to tell me whether or not I should go see a movie. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. I feel always felt like if you want to see a movie, just watch it. Yeah. You form your own opinion. You know, if if you're relying on the opinions of it, just a sliding scale with a, some unknown number of people with unknown biases, like if if you have a trusted reviewer that you like on YouTube and you know you like their opinions in general, okay, fine. But with Rotten Tomatoes, you really don't know what you're getting into. You never do. It's you can generally say if a movie has a hundred percent, it's probably fine. And if a movie has zero percent, it probably isn't good, but anywhere in the middle, you might find yourself enjoying it. Yeah. Nikki once explained how it works for horror movies is that it all horror movies almost always get bad reviews because not a lot of people like horror movies, but if you're a horror movie fan and you see a movie's got like a, a seven out of 10, I mean, it's probably a really good horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, I just, I don't know. Transformers regularly get slow reviews, but I like loud, dumb shit. So, I mean, I know I'm going to go watch it and probably enjoy it. Unless if it's Transformers 2, which is <laughs> fucking awful. And by by no stretch of the imagination, some of you some of you on the internet have trouble understanding what I'm saying, which I'm going to get to a little bit later. But by no stretch of the imagination am I saying that Transformers is an Oscar-worthy movie or is it? F- it's fucking amazing. It's 
it's great for an action movie. It's a loud, dumb movie that does action very well. It's, yeah, it's just a testosterone-filled, fun, hour-and-a-half-long adventure. That's two hours. Two, two hours. Sometimes two hours of nutting. Sometimes two and a half hours. <laughs> That's way too much. I, I don't know about that one. Yeah, just, I just need a super cut of story elements and fight scenes. Yeah, down. That's really about it. And whatever gratuity they had on Transformers 3, the Mark Wahlberg's daughter, whoever that was. Oh, his fake daughter? Yeah, his fake daughter. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And... Also, a separate supercut of all the gratuitous scenes of her. Yeah, that's that would be all right. She was a cutie, and she was also in Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh, that. Oof. Yeah, she was uh, the girl that hangs out with Ang. Yeah, you know they kept calling him Ong. Woof. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I don't. I haven't actually watched Avatar. I've seen episodes, but I, I never really got around to watching it. But you mean the the, the waterbender girl? Yes, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. She's blonde. Oh, they dyed her hair and darkened up her skin. <laughs> or no, no, they didn't darken up her skin at all. <laughs> That's probably for the best. Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> was just was, very pale. Movie was bad enough on its own. They didn't need that kind of controversy on top of that. I mean, I don't know if they would have caught that much heat back then. It was probably what two thousand seven. They probably they still would have caught heat. Yeah, but it wouldn't have been like not it, not ten years later. Yeah, let up yeah. Some, yeah. <laughs> People would have been like, "Oh man, that's fucked up." Just like when Tropic Thunder came out and Robert Downey Jr. was in blackface. I was not. I wasn't mad about that because they played it one as part of the story and also as that was the joke that it was fucked up that he was doing this. See, that's those are the kind of jokes that I don't respect. I'm not gonna say I respect like, it. But I, I let it slide. Isn't this fucked up? And it's so funny. <laughs> that's that's how edgelords on the internet operate. True. It's like, oh man, this is so fucked up. I'm laughing so hard. It's like, no, this this is not a joke. There's no joke here. But the joke wasn't just that. It wasn't. They basically broke the fourth wall with it. Like they had an actual black character in the movie talking about how fucked up it was in the movie that he was doing this. You know, like, I don't know. I think there's, yeah, it's a little more complex than just the edgelord joke. I don't know, but I do understand what you're saying. That's the, you put a black guy in there chastising the man in blackface when you want people to say, Oh, at least there was somebody there calling him out. True. You know what I mean? I like now now I feel like I'm no acceptable answer man, right? Like yeah. there's no acceptable answer for me. But you know, that's that's how I look at it. It's just like, okay, so you have this fucking guy, this black guy here, calling out and talking shit to the guy in blackface to make it acceptable that to have a guy in yeah. blackface in this movie. It's, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, it doesn't, I mean, not, I'm not going to sit here in front. Like I didn't really enjoy it when it came out, but I mean, in retrospect, I went and tried to watch it the other night and I was just kind of like, damn, these jokes really only work one time. <laughs> this is, Oh boy. Oh man, this is not, this is not a good look. God damn. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So the last, I guess, two things, I'm going to just bundle them up into one thing now. I finally got a DAC amp combo for my desktop. Ah. And it's fucking dope. Yeah. 
so I listen to a shitload of music and I play video games and it helps in both arenas. So before the headphones that I'm wearing right now, so the AKG K7XXs are the headphones that I use and they're the mass drop exclusives, which I'm pretty sure are just aping the K701s mm-hmm. by AKG. They're made with cheaper products so they can be sold for $199 a pair and be shipped from China instead of Austria or built in China instead of Austria. So there you have it. Same shit, just a little cheaper. Exactly. But I do want to say that everything sounds a lot better mm-hmm. with the exception of like shitty music files. You can just oh, hear yeah. how shitty they are. Yeah. And when when I'm listening to Spotify versus Tidal, which I'm using a 30 day subscription for, I can hear the difference between the two very easily. Yeah, there definitely is a difference, but it you can only really tell when you have the equipment to be able to tell yeah exactly spotify sounded fine when i was using the Focusrite 2i2 out of my computer for an audio output Mm -hmm. but now using the mica origin plus it's that's the dac amp combo thing that i bought Mm -hmm. for 99 bucks it was a really good price oh yeah that yeah yeah it's super entry level it's not even like low end it's just below low end. Oh, all right. But hey, a hundred bucks is a nice, reasonable barrier of entry that it's like, okay, we're just getting into this. Yeah, exactly. And that's, those were my feelings. Exactly. The, the biggest difference that I hear is in songs with actual instruments in them Mm -hmm. for the most part, because I noticed that rap music isn't mixed or mastered super well. Oftentimes. No, 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 they're not. And kind of understandably so people are kind of more so there for the beats yeah and the vocals are just kind of sitting in the song somewhere right yeah they're not generally the vocals aren't really like inner intercut with the the backtrack it's just kind of like okay here's a backtrack here's a voice have fun yeah exactly but yeah you know if you if you do live instrumentation or you know even like fully instrumental songs especially with live stuff you'll notice a difference yeah certainly and the songs that i was a b testing with were the bucket heads the bomb mm. these sounds travel through my mind have yeah you heard, you have you you know that song i i've heard it all right cool and dave brubeck's take five. Oh yeah so those two songs I was using and I can hear the difference pretty well between Spotify and a flack mm-hmm. and then Spotify and title, but having a flack file versus title, you can kind of hear a difference, but not one that's substantial. Okay. And with Spotify, everything sounds kind of flatter. Everything kind of just sounds like it's playing at the same level. There's some depth to the songs, but it's not like, I don't know how to explain it in audiophile terms, but I, I want to say soundstage mm. where you can hear things between like you can hear things that are in the front. Things are in the back. Yeah. And when I'm listening on Spotify, it sounds like that distance is a lot smaller between the things. Whereas when I'm listening to a flack or on title, it's it sounds wide. It sounds really fucking good that that it's one of the biggest differences between cheap audio equipment and really high quality stuff is basically 
the better it gets, the more it seems like you're sitting in the middle of a room while people are just playing. You know, it, the comparison between live music and listening to a recording, it's it, it's basically incom- incomparable. Like, just you feel it in your bones, obviously, but like even just the audio of it is so different. But high-end sound equipment can bridge that gap a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I don't like going to live shows because I find that my ears hurt for too long after them. That's real. That is... Also, I like rap music primarily and electronic music. And so a rap show just sounds like shit live oh, man, for the most terrible. part. And electronic music is just the guy that's playing MP3s back to you. Yeah, there's a... <laughs> There's only a few groups that I would really want to go see live and the last the last show I went to see was Thundercat and I was impressed with that cuz I figured it would be something closer to to an electronic show. I figured he would just be playing like an MP3 of it and then like just fiddling <laughs> on the bass and singing with it. You no, know, they just did the whole fucking thing live. I'm like, "Oh. Yeah, that's pretty cool." Dope. Yeah. There I saw flying lotus and no such thing mm. back in the day like in 2010 okay cool coachella and those sets were really cool because they were paired with visuals and stuff yeah and it was just kind of a vibey scene yeah but it's and when i say vibey scene it's it's difficult for me to explain what that means it's it's you just, just a, you don't man yeah it's just a vibe <laughs> <laughs> It's a chill vibe if that helps, Man. but it was it was more like an atmospheric show. You just kind of go and you chill and you hang out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And same with like Daedalus, which I saw around the same time. He's actually coming back here, like next week. Is he going to come with a live band or is he doing his DJ set? I don't know, but it's a bunch of people coming. Okay, I'll have to take a look at who's going to be around. Yeah. Let's see. And playing games, it also helps so much more. I, was I haven't actually tried playing games with really good sound equipment. It's worth it. Oh, man. See, this is now I understand why people say shit like, oh, if it's coming from a company and it's labeled gaming, I don't fuck with it. Mm. This, well, yeah. It, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> because after, after playing PUBG, with this DAC amp, I feel like I can hear people actually coming towards me. Ooh. Because before, it kind of just sounded like everybody was walking. Like, if there's somebody in a house next door. And if you played PUBG, you kind of know what I mean. If there's somebody on the same floor as you in a house next door to where you are, you can hear them. Yeah. But w- the way that I was hearing it before, it just sounded like they were in the same house. Mm. There was like a little little variance in the distance between where they were and where I was. Mm-hmm. But with this, it sounds a lot better. And that could just speak to me using in equipment with headphones uh, that couldn't be par- properly powered by the equipment. So that could have been the issue. There could have a lot of variables in there. Yeah. But if your equipment can't power your headphones properly, that's going to be the start of most of your problems. Yeah, not being able to hear shit, that's yeah. that's a problem. <laughs> it is, it is. And speaking about PUBG, PUBG is fucking sick. It's a fun game. But I will say that there are a lot of fucking technical problems that are really fucking annoying. It's still in beta. It is, but at the same time, 
everybody's used to marketing betas now. Yeah. That means, okay, sometimes the servers are going to be down. Not, oh, sometimes when I spawn, there's going to be lag for the first 10 minutes of the game because not everybody's connected properly or whatever the fuck. And that also doesn't mean that I expect to see houses that haven't actually spawned in because (laughs) I, you can see through houses in the game sometimes. Sick. Yeah. Especially when you're playing in first person mode, it's more likely to happen where nothing spawns in. Uh huh. And you can just kind of see the loot on the ground. You can run through houses. You can hop in a car and you can drive through houses. Wow. That yeah. sounds busted. Yeah, it's fucking broken. <laughs> but I mean, there there are a lot of technical issues that I have a problem with. One of the one of the things that fucking pisses me off is if you're I think this is the case because it's happened to me multiple times, but if you're within a certain distance of somebody and you're shooting them, the bullets don't hit them. They just pass by them and they go right into the wall. Ah, has that ever happened to you? No, I haven't played enough of it to experience that. Maybe I'm full of shit. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it just suck. Yeah, it's possible. But I feel like that's happened to me multiple times. It could and be. there was a fucking bug in the game. I had to Google this motherfucker oh. because this pissed me off so badly. It the gun basically the best way to explain it is the gun basically jams. Oh. Right? So you go to reload it and it just won't fire. So you have to reload it again. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. It's happened to me so many fucking times. It's just the most irritating thing. It's so fucking bad, dude. You pop out the cartridge, and then you pop it back in. And with shotguns or anything that require like slow reload times mm, it's so bad i've died fucked. so many times because of it that's uh, what's funny is like you can you could almost call that like a feature like tripping and brawl where it's just like hey, it's just random you know sorry shit happens in real life get used to it but that's such bullshit and like yeah no don't mm, <laughs> take that out <laughs> if they if they were to go for the realism card i the first thing i would say is like why the fuck can't you drink a soda or take pills in a moving car <laughs> it's so stupid you can't heal yourself if the car is moving all right it's it makes no sense to me yeah okay so i will give them maybe a first aid kit maybe a med kit you can't apply to yourself in a moving car, but I, I'll sure as fuck show you me drinking a beer, sitting in a fucking car, going over hills and shit, hitting dunes extra hard. You can do. I can take pills as well. I'll pop these zannies and wash them down with a beer. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. No. Those are the, those are the two two things. Two minor updates, I guess. Video yeah. games and audiophilia. But I really enjoy having the gear. I don't know if it's going to be worth the investment in the future to upgrade further. It might be. If it it might be. Yeah. Like, I'm actually considering it. But, like, $400 for mid-range gear is kind of just like, well, no. Yeah. it's it. That's, that's the hard part is that it, it is a steep investment every time you go to upgrade. And then, of course, when you upgrade, it completely obsoletes all of your old stuff. So you either sell it or collect dust. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, I recommend try before you buy in any in any possible 
that's the difficult part like yeah. where can you there are mom and pop stores are dying bruv yeah it, it we're actually fortunate because there are a couple of manufacturers right around here like i know mr speakers is next to the modern times brewery in point loma ish so i know mr speakers is there and they have great stuff but I don't think they have any like low end equipment. I think they're just mid and high. Yeah. So unless you're actually looking for $500 stuff plus you're kind of wasting your time. Yeah. You're going to end up going to places with no Yelp reviews because yeah. so few people go there. Yeah. It's such a niche market and you know, they stay in business because they service the whole world. And they only need to service a few people because it's such a high-end market. Yeah. One sale could fix you up for the entire year. Yeah. I mean... I mean, depend, have, depending on what it is, of depends course. Depends on how quickly you can get out of debt as well after right, buying yeah. all that gear. But you might be sorted out with like five or six sales in a month. And yeah. And keep your lights on for six. Yeah. So it's not... It's The difficulty there is buying the inventory, not so much selling because you have a market it's just whether or not people want to patronize you yeah because a lot of places sell the same gear at the same price it's just like well i want to support this company because i'm in arizona and they're in san diego and i don't want to wait for the company in florida to ship it out to me so i'd rather just get it from san diego yeah that's oftentimes what it comes down to yeah yeah, that's like that for yo-yos as well. I'm yeah. not going to get too deep for yo-yos. I bought two more, and I'm very ashamed of myself. Oh, man. But You're going deep into the yo-yo underground. Dog, I have 13 at this point. <laughs> 13 yo-yos. Are, are they, do they all have some sort of variance, or is it just aesthetics? They they play differently. Okay. that so, was My playground experience with yo-yos was that, you know... Oh, Howard has the X-Brain, Taylor has a Firestorm. You know, X-Brain spins faster, but the Firestorm spins longer, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's basically that's basically it. All right. I mean, these aren't the type of yo-yos that will come back when you tug on them. Mm. That way, it allows me to do long, slow-motion tricks. Gotcha. But, you know, I bought one that's made out of a specific type of plastic. It's neat, but I don't like it. <laughs> And another one that's kind of thinner than I thought it would be. Okay. So I don't mm-hmm. like it. So yeah. I might just get online and sell them. Yeah. All right. They're cool, though. I respect game. You got to recognize it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> anyway, moving yeah. forward. We got, a, we got a nice spicy topic for y'all today. If you haven't been on the internet much this week... You wouldn't have heard that there was a, a, a manifesto, as they're calling it, pervading its way through the Google offices. Basically, how it's being told is that there was one dude in the Google campus. He's an engineer. He wrote up this long, long document, basically decrying the evils of diversity culture 
and uh, you know, sort of tokenism and and hitting quotas when it comes to diversity and in race and color and gender and largely focused on gender and how there's biological differences between men and women that make men better engineers than women would be just just purely on biological differences regardless of society regardless of the outliers that are good performers at google that there's just basic biological differences between men and women that make men good engineers and women bad engineers that's basically how it's being told if you haven't read the full thing i skimmed through it it's really long it's 10 pages or so yeah and and he so my initial take on it just getting the the tldr from not really doing my research on it it really sounded like the guy just hated women and wanted a a boys club at google no that's not that's not that, that, that was how it was being presented okay that yeah that's that was how it was being presented when i actually read it myself I thought he was at the core wrong, but his thoughts were at least sound. Yeah, there was a, there was one section in particular that I thought was actually very good. Yeah, the, but the rest of it just reads like trash from YouTube videos. That's kind of how yeah, that's kind of how it's presented. It's very it it is very reminiscent of the YouTube pundits where they just have these hot opinions that are well formed, but not well supported. Yeah. Like reading it, you can tell the guy thought this through and he actually presents it in a pretty rational manner. He's not really backing up. He's not really making these claims with it's as total generalizations with almost everything he says he's like of course there's exceptions of course there are people who stand out or you know i don't hate diversity i don't hate women just all this backpedaling and you know kind of damage control within it but a lot of the underlying message is just wrong (laughs) yeah one of the things that really annoyed me about it is one a good portion of it it sounded like he was trying to present himself as an authority on those topics yeah he definitely it was really fucking weird yeah he, he try, definitely tries to come across as though he's an expert in sociology biology women's studies etc yeah and it's just like okay dude okay that's that's the first part that i cast off right yeah and second thing is like why are you bringing this up at work yeah, that was the main thing that really got me was if you want to write this thing, this this manifesto, as they're calling it, that's all you. But why spread this around the workplace? Yeah, I mean, maybe there's a possibility that there's a bunch of stuff that's saying the opposite going around the office. Mm. Maybe, like, I don't work at Google and I can't say. Sure. But it's just like... If that's the case, like, I kind of understand why he thought he could. 
Yeah, well, yeah. But it's just like, why would you? Either way, like, why would you? And it's just like, it, in it, a few times he says that Google has like a very left-leaning idea of how the world should work and the messaging that the employees receive is very left-leaning and he was very sick of it or i don't know if he actually said he was sick of it but he had concerns over it right and to a certain degree like i understand but at the same time the question still stands like why are you releasing this at work (laughs) like well just do your fucking job and go home yeah, like one of the first points that he brings up is that, you know, the world works in shades of gray and that left-leaning ideologies and right-leaning ideologies aren't inherently, neither of them are inherently true or false. You know, you need to have some mix of both. You can be an idealist and a realist, sometimes one or the other. And that, that's one of his underlying points is that you need to have mixes of both. And right now we're only seeing one. Except that's really not true because no workplace is a fully leftist or fully right-leaning. That's just not how the world works. But his point was that it was too far left and you need to have a little bit of right. Fair point. Still wrong. Fair point. (laughs) I think personally, and I've definitely said this before, but there's no, at least in my opinion, there's no room for personal politics in the workplace. Yeah, it it just doesn't work out. It doesn't. You don't need to tell people what your ideas on Trump are or what your ideas of this policy or that policy are. It doesn't fucking matter. You show up to work. You do your job. And you leave. If you make friends, you make friends. If you don't, whatever. You're getting paid, especially at Google. This guy got fired for it, too. Which is an interesting... It does raise one interesting thing. Because one of his concerns that he brought up in the manifesto was that you're not even really open to have the conversation about this workplace culture. And the fact that he got fired really does prove his point there. I mean, no, not really, though, because it's just like, what do you expect them to do? What like because it's just like, okay, so you got you have a guy here who's essentially saying that genetically speaking, women are lesser than men in in at least in the field of engineering. But yes. yes. And it's it's just like, dog, like. What do you, what do you expect <laughs> yeah. them to do? You're at an engineering company where you have women working there. <laughs> do you expect them to just let it go? Do you because as soon as it hit the internet, oh, it was they, over. it was it was a fucking wrap for him. As soon as it hit the internet, yeah, for sure. There and of course, be. it's it's Google. It's going to hit the internet. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's just kind of like, yeah, you can have these fringe beliefs, dog, but just don't share them with the company. Don't just don't. Yeah. And especially considering that he, I assume was a full-time engineer, right? I would assume so. Yeah. So he's not there doing fucking genetics research on women (laughs) and he's not fucking doing studies on IQ or whatever the fuck. 
He's, he's just probably sitting at his desk listening to podcasts all day that mirror his sentiments. Yeah. And then he was just like, you know what? I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to do something about this. He's probably just sitting at his desk just getting heated because he's listening to, to AM radio every day. And, you know, talking about how PC culture is a scourge. And, you know, he's, he looks around and he sees so many women and minorities and <laughs> just, they're just boiling in his seat. You know? Don't you know that everybody outside of Jews and Asians have the lower IQ next to white people? Why would you hire them? That's a, okay. seething. I need to, I need to get this out as well. Anybody who talks about IQ, I don't, I this is something I genuinely don't understand. If, in fact, everybody outside of Jews and Asians have lower IQs than white, the, your standard white American, then what then? Like, what's the point of that? What Now what? Yeah. it's <laughs> So everybody's going to become a rocket scientist who has a high IQ, and you're just going to throw everybody with a low IQ in a fire? Fun in fact, one of the people I know who was tested to have genius level IQ is trailer trash and posts on the internet about how he just jerked off to some of his friends. Like he, he has a high IQ and has nothing to do with it because he has zero motivation. And I think he also has like extreme ADHD. So he could never channel that into anything. And he just never did anything with it. Oh, congrats. Let's, let's make sure we throw all of his neighbors with low IQs into a fire and lift him up. Yes. Yes. Make sure he becomes a rocket scientist. Yeah, absolutely. Or some engineer at Google so he could write manifestos <laughs> about how white the environment is and how much he loves it. And if, <laughs> if a brown person steps into the Google building, he'll set them on fire. <laughs> they changed the Google logo to be just white on a black background. No more colors. <laughs> no more colors. Exactly. No, white on a white background. You can't Ooh, even read it without perfect. highlighting it. Oh man, that was... <laughs> no more Google doodles that celebrate people who aren't white, <laughs> white Americans. Why are we celebrating Rosa Parks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, her IQ was so low, that's why she <laughs> couldn't understand when the white person told her to get up. <laughs> she was genetically inferior. And she was a woman. So, so I'm just saying. <laughs> so she was just a natural piece of shit. Fucking A. So anyway, moving forward. Moving forward. But all this talk about gender brings me to another point that was that that was brought in by Leo Larkin that cover he he submitted a question talking about the Galbrush paradox. I had never heard of this until he submitted this question. Denzel, had you ever heard of this? No. Okay, well, we both did our research into it, and I'm just going to... I have, like, the whole thing here, but I'm going to just kind of give a quick summary of it. So, in the Monkey Island series, the main character is Guybrush Threepwood, and he is a less than ideal character. He's bumbling, he's awkward, he's just, you know... I don't, I don't want to say typical beta male, but it's kind of what it boils down to where he's just kind of not really good at anything but that's your main character and the Galbrush paradox is say what if Guybrush were Galbrush what if 
this character was female, where you have a very flawed character who's not very attractive, not very charismatic, not very intelligent, just generally bad at everything as a female character would then now that you have a female protagonist would feminists be happy that you have a a female lead or would they be pissed off that you're being a misogynist by presenting this woman as so weak and unintelligent and bumbling and inferior to the the rest of the crew what then then the original poster of this of this idea then goes to say because people want to explore these flawed characters they stick with the default of a white man because no one's going to be up in arms over an alcoholic white male over an abusive white male instead but if it was a black man or if it was a woman people would be upset because it's poor representation so when developers want to explore these ideas they just go with a white man because no one's going to get upset that's the general idea it's an interesting concept so let's explore it a little bit taken from bucketbros.com there was a someone who explored a similar idea regarding barrett from final fantasy 7 have you played final fantasy 7 yes excellent so if you haven't played through final fantasy 7 or if you don't remember barrett is pretty profane he also speaks with a bit of ebonics I, I that's that's how they put it i really would not call it ebonics i would just say he speaks with some slang whereas the rest of the characters do minus sid speak more properly as it were but you know he he's the big black terrorist with a gun arm like that's his weapon is that he's, he's got a gun and people were mad about it because he he's kind of presented as like a pseudo mr t like he, he is a bit of a stereotype he's a bit of a, a caricature of black americans even though he's a character that is deeply concerned about the environment he's a, a loving father to his adopted daughter he's you know one of the main characters he's he starts off as the leader of his terrorist organization but he is you know he has <laughs> you know he has good leadership but uh you know it's it's a terrorist organization for good you know like greenpeace at sometimes uh but people were were pissed off you know that he was this this caricature that he was this stereotype and be partially maybe due to the backlash from that we hadn't seen another black Final Fantasy character until 13 with Sods. Oh, and he had chicken running through his afro. And he also used guns. Yep. Yeah, so... Yeah, it, it's... The Galbraith paradox is an interesting thought. But to me, like, it really boils down to it's just not true. Yeah, I I wish I knew more debate terms to kind of refute this, but it's that seems like it's assuming a lot. And also, I want to note that that was 
originally thought up in a YouTube comment. Yes, yes. It was a YouTube comment that, that originally sparked this. So I don't know the background of this person. They're just positing that, oh, well, why do it if people are going to get upset about it or whatever? Why not? Why not just, I don't know, have a more wide range of diverse characters available so you can see all facets of them versus, okay, so we got our one game a year with a female lead. Oh, man, she's kind of a piece of shit. Oh, shucks. (laughs) Better luck next year. Yeah, next year you might have a good person as a female lead. Yeah, I'm not saying that they all need to be upstanding citizens in society or whatever. No. But, I mean, just, I don't know. Like, just maybe, I don't It doesn't make that big of a difference. I think the thing that part of this idea is missing is that if you have more of these characters, you'd get more diversity within them. Yeah, definitely. The problem is, like, if you have one female lead out of the game, she'd better be an upstanding citizen because she's the only one. She's the only representation. But if you have 30 and 10 of them are flawed characters, well, now you're basically at the same ratio of impeccable men to, to flawed male characters. So another thing that this idea is positing is that all of the male characters are flawed, which simply isn't true either. A lot of male leads are these perfect characters that don't really have many flaws or if they are it's either overcome by the end of the story which actually is the case of Guybrush Threepwood (laughs) 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 like that he's still a hero in spite of his flaws or you have these characters that simply have no flaws you know like I haven't really played much of the Uncharted games but I can't really think of any flaws within Nathan Drake as a character like he's this handsome dashing intelligent man who's always on top of things if I'm wrong on that then I mean he's like fake he's like he's got fake depth to him yeah he's like does all like the voicings of like somebody who fucks up a lot but he doesn't really actually fuck up a lot he's just like he's very good at what he does but he pretends to be like kind of bad at it yeah, see? Well, you or know, that's they a present flaw. Him, they present him as being kind of bad at it. I yeah, don't know. I, yeah, I feel you. So, yeah. I don't, it, it's, it is an interesting thought. And you do see some examples of what this idea is saying would happen. You do see some examples of that actually happening. And as Leo presents... The, the case of Joss Whedon as what happened after Avengers 2 because in the first one people were complaining that Black Widow wasn't enough of a character she has no depth you know she wasn't there wasn't really much to her which yeah there wasn't really much to her no because she's not a major Marvel player at all right and but, then that kind of begs the question I guess why even put her in the in the movie then well I mean but you gotta, I mean, anyway you should have at least one girl on the team I mean come on now I mean <laughs> first movie there's not enough Black Widow second movie they're like okay more Black Widow have some character development and then they're like well why she gotta be such a weak character why she gotta there's got to be so much hinged around her 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 womanhood and why'd she have to be abused and why'd she have to is that she can't her have backstory kids? anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> at one point i do remember people nitpicking one part of the the movie 
where she's talking about how she can't have kids. Yeah. And then she says, I'm a monster. But I don't recall if those lines are back to back. I don't or think if they're she's... in the same movie. Oh, they're not. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, they they but, might not be in the same movie. Because I, I what I'm thinking of is um, the interrogation scene from Avengers 1 when she tells Loki. Oh, no. He's a mon- okay, if that's she, a different thing then. She was talking to Hulk, I think. Okay. Or Bruce Banner or yeah. something. And she was just like, I can't have kids and I kill people for I'm a fucking assassin or I was an assassin mm. or I'm a trained assassin. I'm a monster. And I remember people freaking out about her saying that she's a monster because in the same scene, she says, I can't have kids. I'm also a trained killer. But people linked together. Oh I can't have kids and I'm a monster. That is and they were such just a like, fucking leap. Why, why is she a monster? Because she can't have kids. Now, to be fair, I don't know if they were said consecutively. Because I would change the context of it. But, I mean, if they weren't, it's kind of just like you guys are reaching. But if they were, that's uh, Yeah, I, I would have to go back and rewatch that scene to really be sure. Yeah, Joss Whedon did get some shit after Avengers, but I would also say that, yeah, that that's her backstory. I would also say she's not really a great female role model of a character. Like, she just isn't, and I think that's okay. Oh, she's not a great role model? What do you mean? Is it because she's a trained killer or because she can't have kids? Well, I don't want my kids looking up to anyone who can't have children. I want to carry on my legacy. I don't want my kids looking up to a woman who falls in love with a big, green, angry guy. Excuse me. Uh, I I don't. I'm Mark Ruffalo. I don't. I just don't like him as an actor. I, I, I don't want anyone looking up to someone who. Who can fall in love with Mark Ruffalo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. People are gonna get shit, but th- people give other people shit over anything. Y'all saw how much controversy there was. Well, perceived controversy there was when they they showed a, a black main character in Star Wars. People get mad about everything. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, and the backlash over Finn in Star Wars was from people saying, "Why are you diversifying up my fucking Star Wars?" Yeah, Why as if there it? wasn't black main characters in, throughout the series. <laughs> <laughs> there are fucking aliens in it, goddammit. Yeah. Why, why are people even mad? You got dog bear six foot eight monster as one of the main sidekicks, but you can't accept the black dude? Yeah, all right. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucky. It's real fucky. And that was, and I don't like to do the whole, oh, that was different sides, this side versus that side. But it was mostly people who are anti-PC who are up in arms about Finn in Star Wars. Yeah. And then, of course, people who were PC were up in arms against Joss Whedon for that line as well as not fleshing out ScarJo. Yeah. But that's kind of my point. Like, hold on. Here's an idea. Here's an idea. Is it possible that Black Widow wasn't all that fleshed out in either of those movies because Scarlett Johansson's not a good actor? I can't help but think that's a part of it. Basically what I was getting at with with the people pissing themselves over Finn in in Star Wars was that people are going to be mad regardless. You're going to have people mad if you 
don't include enough black people. You're going to get people mad if you include black people in a negative light. You're going to get people mad if you include too many black people. People are going to be mad regardless. That's what the internet does. And it gives them, these people, a shout box. You can tweet directly at your favorite director and call him a fucking idiot for making the main character of your favorite show Asian now. And they're going to hear it and they'll probably laugh at you and that's it. But people are going to be mad regardless. So if you're a developer that's, that has heard of the this Galbrush paradox and now you're reconsidering some things, don't. People are going to be mad at it regardless. Yeah. If you if you look right instead of left, people are going to be upset about it. There's a, there's no pleasing everybody, so fuck them. Yeah. Just, just do, do what it. you want. Do what you want. <laughs> like, I... Yeah, never mind. So. That yeah, portion out. Yeah, it's a, it was interesting to kind of see it come up because it's like a new age philosophy type shit. Yeah, and it's just like fuck. There's one thing, one thing that I do adhere to, and I'm glad I don't know the name of it. But it's a thing where it only takes about six ex- like exchanged messages before it turns to Hitler, <laughs> like before somebody starts making comparisons to Hitler. I think that one is actually really good. That was pretty funny. Yeah. But I also I also like the idea of like six degrees of separation. Like any any of those like new new concepts, internet post internet sort of things. Those are interesting. But yeah. A lot of them just fail under some scrutiny. Yeah, definitely. Like this. This I don't think is very sound. No, I mean, it wasn't it was it was it was a YouTube comment, and the people I the people who really want to believe it, I think they just wanted to believe it. They didn't bother doing much research. They, you know, on the on the surface, it seems sound. Yeah. So you know, I'm not going to say you're a bunch of fucking idiots for for going along with this, but you know, just think a little harder. You know, when it when it comes to people making hot takes on the internet, a lot of it's going to sound reasonable. But with some critical thinking, eh, it, it yeah, they tend can, to be pretty weak. You can think yourself out of that paper bag. Yep. Another new age fan fantasy. Another new age philosophy thing that I fuck with is milkshake duck. What is that? Milkshake duck. You've never seen the pixelated boat tweet that was super popular. It was uh, everybody loves this milkshake duck. It's a duck drinking a milkshake. Five minutes later, we're. It's unfortunate that we have to inform you that Milkshake Duck is a racist. <laughs> yes, I've seen this. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's one thing that I like, Milkshake Duck. Milkshake Duck is good. Yeah. yeah. Pixelated Boat is good. Shout out to you. Yeah, yeah. I've been following Gourmet Hot Takes. Yeah. Some of those takes are super hot. Man. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Those are Some of those are so fucking crazy. Oh, man. So, Gourmet Hot Takes is a Twitter account. I think it's at Nuclear Takes. Yes. And it's just people submit stuff to them, and they will just look up. Probably they're searching for keywords, and they just show some of the most out there ideas that present themselves on Twitter. And, oh, man. It is some quality entertainment. If you want to wake up frustrated, just check out Gourmet Hot Takes. It's, it's, Agreed. A, it's kind of unbelievable how dumb some people are. Or just how out there some people are. Yeah, for sure. For fucking sure. 
If you're into Dota at all, I'm sure you're aware that the International is going on right now up in beautiful Seattle, Washington. I'd just like to give a moment of silence for all of our American players. Every American has been eliminated from the tournament. Really? Already? All of them. We're, we're just now breaking into top eight. Well, by the time Thursday drops, I think we'll be at up to like top six. Maybe a little further. But uh, yeah, um, EG... They had potential and just got fucked by Empire, Russian team. You know, good work to them. DC got taken out today, Wednesday, on by, I think, IG took them out. And, uh, yeah, that's that's the last of American teams, American players. There was the Resolution is on OG, or... Fuck, who's he? No, Resolution's on Empire now. So, you know, he, he used to play on on American teams. So we're, we're claiming him, and OG is American enough, so we're claiming them too. And, uh, you know, best of luck to you guys. <laughs> oh, shit. Did you see that they're releasing a TCG? Yeah. Yeah, Artifact. Dota 2, or Dota, is making a, making a card game, which I guess I have new crack to inject. I'm just mainlining that shit. right? Yeah, so it's okay. Valve's first card game. And they say it's going to be really closely related to Dota. So it's going to be, you're going to have your, your heroes, you're going to have items, you're going to have gold, I, which means it's, gonna, it's going to work very differently from other card games. I'm very curious to see how this is going to play out. There's also like 110 heroes in Dota. So... I don't know what that's really going to mean for for this card game. That, but that's a lot to work with just off the jump. Yeah, definitely, it's fucking nuts, dude. It's it's crazy. I'm also not super shocked that they're really capitalizing right now. Dota's kind of at the crest of of its wave. It's probably going to start declining pretty soon. So I think that's a nice boost to get more people just into the idea of Dota. And then Dota 3 drops. Boom. Woo. 110 fully new heroes. No, is... no returning cast. <laughs> That'd be really nice. It would be quite the jump. I think people would be pretty mad about that. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I would be a little upset. It's like, this is just reskin dancing, man. I just want my orange mohawk boy. <laughs> never played dota all right well it's it's a very hard game to get into so i don't blame you this is gonna be a real sick uh segue although we're not into questions yet dark soul wanted to know uh how we felt about hearthstone's new expansion oh i haven't actually tried it yet i just saw that it dropped like i've been i've been always really on and off when it comes to hearthstone currently i'm off so i only played a little bit of ngoro like very little like i pretty much stopped just after gadget zand dropped i played it a little bit i had a pirate deck it was busted uh and then i stopped and then ngoro dropped i played a couple of times and now frozen frostmorn whatever it's something regarding this frozen throne that just came out i have not tried it yet so Knights of the Frozen Throne. That's it. So the reason why I brought this up now is because I think this is a good time for me to get into ETCGs. Mm. Because I was asking a few people about Hearthstone 
And the impression that I got was it's basically pay to win at this point. It's you can be free to play. It just takes so much more time. Okay, so the time investment was a lot smaller when it initially released. Yes, but now it would be. It might be too great to overcome. No, well, Hearthstone has taken an approach that's kind of similar to Magic in that they have standard and what they call wild, where wild is anything goes. Standard is some of the classic cards plus the newest expansions it's it's as a way to keep the barrier of entry easier for newer players because you know i played since uh the first expansion i forget, i i guess uh knights uh, the grand tournament so i've been playing since a little bit before the grand tournament which means i have all these cards from back then which means I just have a bigger library, which means I have more dust, which means I have more gold. And, you know, when you've been playing longer, you're going to have the advantage. But because these new expansions come out and you have to start fresh, newer players can just build their collection based on the newest expansions instead of having to go back to, you know, d- d- dealing with Cthune and the Whispers of the Gold God. And, you know, they don't have to worry about all that. Okay. So there's a good chance that even if you were to invest in packs, they would just be dropped out of standard when the new expansion comes out. They will be, but they last for, I think, two years. Okay. So, you know, if you if you drop $30 this year, next year you'll still have that $30 investment, and then the year That's after that. brilliant. And- we should make a trading card game. Man, I'm telling you. That's a lot of fucking money. Except right now, I would say the market's oversaturated. You have Shadowverse. You have oh my God. like Force of Will. You have Eternal. You have Duelist. You have, there's so many online trading card games. Okay, so this is, this is going to be another great segue. But essentially, Kokenon wanted to know, what do you think the next game everybody tries to copy? Their shtick. Whose shtick everybody tries to copy? Man, everybody's stealing everyone's swag right now. Like yeah. MOBAs had their rise and fall. You know, yeah. there were a million lol clones for a bit. The reason why I bring this up, though, is because TCGs are super low overhead. Yeah, especially online. Yeah, you don't have to produce anything. You're not spending any money on anything. I think this is the next genre that you'll see an explosion in because it's low cost. Yeah. You just kind of have to come up with unique uh, mechanics. Yeah, you have to be different enough and you have to, you know, you you gotta choose your setting. You gotta choose... An aesthetic, and that's more or less it. Like, I mean, I, I like Duelist, for example. That one's pretty different because it's kind of like a tactics RPG meets a card game. Because you you draw your card, and that that shows you what units you can play. But it's still on a board, and they have move points, things like that. So that one's a little different. But then you get like Eternal. Eternal is basically just magic. It's very similar. The only thing it's missing is like instants work differently and mana is a little different and that's more or less it. Okay. Yeah. So 
shit, you don't even have to be that different. But I would say the market is already oversaturated. And the only way you're gonna make any sort of splash is it by attaching it to some brand name, which is why I think Artifact is probably gonna do great. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, well, anyway, let's let's move forward Yeah. to get into actual questions. Yes. <laughs> you can join us on the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Join in on the fun. It's a good time. There are things in there that you can do. Yeah. Such talk as, some shit. Yeah. Talk shit. Post questions such as anime recommendations or something like that. You know. You know. Yeah. You know, things of that nature. So, what I am going to do is address something that somebody posted. Uh, this is from Headless Bourgeoisie. He says... Denzel, you were such a fucking hypocrite. In the span of like five minutes, you went from I hate when people shit on new media to shitting on YouTube pundits, which are part of new media. (laughs) And telling other people to shut the fuck up about their opinions. You have a weekly show where all you do is share your fucking opinions. Shout out to Headless Bourgeoisie, who, uh, to to his credit, maybe I didn't do a great job of explaining my points of view. And to his detriment, maybe he's a little bit too riled up here. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> he's very. It seems like he's very excitable, or he or she or they, whatever the fuck pronoun you want to use. She. No, I'm not using that. (laughs) Uh, So I just wanted to take a minute to explain something. Uh, There's context makes a difference here, right? Certainly. So what I think I didn't explain properly was that it's important when you have a platform to not spread misinformation. I mean, I guess you can, but there's a certain level of responsibility that you should probably try to maintain when you're on new media. So somebody that I've shit on in the past that I'm going to stop talking about. uh, (laughs) There are people who I have been shitting on in the past and that's because they don't actually do their research. Well, Mm -hmm. they just kind of look at something, come to a conclusion and then talk about it. They, they don't actually do any deeper reading. They don't read multiple sources. It doesn't seem like, and it's kind of just a shitty situation for anybody who goes to them looking for a well thought out or developed opinion. I feel like the difference between your gripes with some of these YouTube pundits and what we were talking about by shitting on people who shit on new media, what the difference is, is that they are talking about the platform. You are talking about the specific people. Yes. You have no problem with YouTube. No. And you you also acknowledge the benefits of YouTube being so ubiquitous. You acknowledge, or I'm assuming, you acknowledge the uh, that YouTube is a legitimate job for some people. That there's people out here making bank off YouTube. There are. And, you know, you're not... You're not behind the times with it. You just don't like these specific assholes. There's a difference between just the individual and the whole system. Just because I may not like Rachel Maddow doesn't mean I don't, I, that I'm discrediting news TV as a whole. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. there's, a, there's a little section of nuance there that I, it seems maybe that I didn't do a great job of explaining or you just completely missed yourself. Uh... 
and as far as people shutting the fuck up about their opinions, uh, I believe what I said was you don't always have to have an opinion. And in the instance where you feel like you need to share an opinion that simultaneously is factually incorrect and disparages people, then I invite you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's definitely a difference. I didn't go back and listen to the episode because I didn't think it was that important. Yeah, yeah. But in the event that other people out there are listening and are thinking something around the same lines, let me just clarify something for you. Nuance matters. If you don't understand nuance, fuck off. <laughs> If context matters, if you don't understand context, fuck off. If I say something that's actually factually incorrect, I've had people correct me on Twitter before. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Just fucking say, hey, Denzel, you fucked this up. And then I would need a link or something. Right. Prove me wrong. Yes, but, prove you know, me wrong. If, if we're wrong, then fine we're, we're wrong. fucking wrong it doesn't it's not like my pride is tied to everything coming out of my mouth being factually correct as we've discussed many times we really don't research much of what we're saying here mm. a lot of this is really opinion based it's opinion based or we already know what we're talking about right we're not coming into each episode with well-researched stacks of paper yes i do come in sometimes with printed out paper and so does chet that's because it's easier to not be on our phones and get distracted. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's good to have notes about what you're going to be talking about, but that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean we're citing sources here. Yeah, and I mean, if at any point you feel like I'm misleading you or saying anything, I encourage you to do one of two things. Either request a source that I'm directly speaking about or go look it up yourself. The latter is much more useful for you, I can assure you, because I, although I can look up sources, it's still going to be coming from me. Right. So if you take issue with something that I say, the last thing I'm gonna ask you to do is look at sources that I provide to you. Because then you're just gonna doubt the sources. Exactly. Yeah. Moving on, so furthering Kennan's question, because that wasn't all of it, or he goes on to ask, have there been any gimmicks that you thought were great that were largely ignored and would be happy to see more games adopt? Not that I can think of. I, when it comes to JRPGs or just any any game that has stat buildup, I like being able to customize the shit out of your character. I've been replaying Final Fantasy VIII for the last couple of weeks, just kind of on and off. And I, I'm pretty much at endgame right now. And I can do anything I want with my characters. I turned Squall into a tank, Irvine into a caster, and Zell into a beat-em-up. I'm also using the three dudes because they're the best three characters. That's just facts. The girl characters just do not have the stats or the limits to back them up. In any case, I really like the customization of the customizability of the junction system and I feel like a lot of games kind of lack that outside of extreme grinding. I, I Path of Exile actually does a really good job of this but takes extreme grinding. I also really really liked Symphony of the Night incorporating fighting game inputs into just part of their weapons the, that was the spell casting system like I don't see why more games don't do that because it's cool. You know, they're not particularly hard and it's not 
this huge barrier of entry for for playing the game it's just kind of a small little thing but yeah incorporating more complex inputs into your games to add a level of depth i'm super cool with that that'd be pretty neat yeah i I, if i were to ever develop a side-scrolling game i would absolutely have fighting game inputs in it (laughs) hell yeah i'm just sucking my own dick on this one dr conrad verner wants to know what kind of setup do you guys have for gaming what is your desk like what kind of peripheral what kind of peripherals did you guys throw money at what's inside your rig what dumb shit do you litter your desk with? Coffee mugs? Other decorative items? Stains? Or do you keep it clean? That's a that's a hefty question. Yeah, there's quite a lot to um, it. I have an i7-4770K as well as 32 gigabytes of RAM, a 1080 Ti, I believe. I have three monitors. I have keyboard. It's a Varmilo 10 keyless keyboard. No, no, never mind. It's an 87 key keyboard and some dumb looking mouse that I bought because it looked like a transformer and it was $30. So I said, fuck it. Yeah. I don't know what kind of mouse I should buy. So I'm just going to buy some dumb shit and it seems fine to me. All right. I've got, I run an i7-6700K. Uh, my graphics card is currently a borrowed one. I think it's a 970. Uh, my, I don't, I don't even remember how much RAM I have, but it's, it's enough. Um, my monitor is old. I need to get a new two. At least <laughs> my desk is pretty cluttered with just random shit. My keyboard. I don't remember what it's called, but I posted a link to it at some point on the subreddit. And, uh, yeah, uh, as for peripherals that I spent money on, I have three fight sticks, one of which is dual modded and, and I also have a converter for, for a PS Xbox 360 to PS4, uh, you know, for the fighting games. Legit. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to add my desk is also a mess. There's just a bunch of cables on it. It's fucking bullshit. I'm not. I'm not the most. I'm not the most organized person in the world or clean. So, take that for what you will. Yep. Trevor Slattery wants to know. Imagine your Patreon gave you guys enough fuck you money to leave your jobs in the most disrespectful way possible without any consequences. How would you quit your jobs? I have some opinions about some people at my job you know some good some not so much i i think what i would do is just stay late one day and change the desktops to some very detailed images explaining my my gripes about all those people and then just never show up again like i don't even i don't want to have to face these people again just kind of disappear from their lives i too have some thoughts about some of my coworkers, and i think i would just One of the things that I used to do at my old job is if you left your computer unlocked, I would go into your startup folder and just open a bunch of folders or <laughs> make a bunch of new folders in there. So as soon as you logged in, I, w- I would also log them out. So as soon as you logged in, it would just open up 50 folders. Nice. And it would slow down your computer to the point where you couldn't do anything. 
So what I would do is I too would leave notes for the people that I didn't like on their computers. So when they logged in again, it would just be 50 of those notes and they would have no choice but to at least read one of them. And then what I would do is make sure that I delete all the documentation that I've personally written that I've done Mm -hmm. because documentation is very important and I, it's not taken seriously where I work at all and it's super fucking annoying to have to do it or I would just print it out and get a huge stapler and stapler it st- and staple it together and just hide it somewhere <laughs> and then I would change my number so they could never call me again yep and then I would also yell at the president of the company because he's f- he's a, he's a certain type of person that I'm not a fan of yeah that's my favorite yep and the person in charge is the person you hate the most. Yeah. Most, uh, I guess that's really about it. I don't have any other gripes. Yeah, I, I, I don't, while I, I don't love everyone I work with, I really don't mind my job. Like, I wouldn't be there if I hated it. So, I don't have any reason to do any scorched earth tactics. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to shit on someone's desk because there's no one worth, no one worth doing that to. Yeah, that's fair. Same here. I wouldn't I wouldn't be shitting on anybody's desk. But, I mean, realistically, if I had no consequences, uh, there wouldn't be anything that I would do, like, to get consequences or to be punished for. Yeah. Because it's, um, it's pretty, I mean, I'm chill. I'm a chill dude. I don't fuck with anybody. There are a few people there that probably shouldn't have jobs. Like if that was if that was one thing that I could do, it would be fire certain people. <laughs> yeah. But outside of that, there's nothing really there that bothers me all that much. So that's yeah. probably another reason for the lack of tech tips. I haven't actually been working on anything except for things for myself. <laughs> and of course my the required work that I'm having to do, but I don't go above and beyond because why the fuck would I? Samurai Jack the Face Ripper says, Was sad to see Haro Nakajima passed away. He was the original Godzilla for those of you who don't know. That being said, have you guys had a chance to check out Shin Godzilla or the new Kong? I caught the limited Shin Godzilla release in the US and thought it was pretty solid. Not much of an interesting human story, but that's pretty much true of any Godzilla movie. Kong Skull Island, on the other hand, had an excellent story in regards to the soldiers that encountered Kong in addition to the cool monster battles. You guys should check out both films if you have any opportunity. As far as Shin Godzilla goes, no, I haven't seen that yet. I kind of want to. Yeah, yeah, I. everybody I know who has gone out of their way to see it has enjoyed it, but that's not saying a whole lot because these are Godzilla fans. They're probably going to enjoy it. Yeah. But it was across the board good reviews. For Skull Island, I haven't seen that either, but I have heard really mixed reviews on that one. I think I talked about it on the show once. You may have. And I was fucking with it. I thought that shit was cool. All right. It was like a cool monster movie. Now, goddamn. I I try to I say things I try to say things purposefully. Uh, sometimes I fuck up my words and I stumble over them or I say the wrong words or whatever, but I say it's a cool movie, but trust me, I'm not saying it's a great movie. Mm. It's good. 
It's definitely better than Valerian, Atomic <laughs> Blonde, or Dark Tower. Okay. But it's not it's not the perfect movie. Sure. There are some really great shots in that movie. Like oh, right. really exceptional shots. But and the ending I thought was cool. Okay. There was a cool cool little bit at the end that I thought was really rad. Not the part where they try to set up more sequels, but <laughs> there's a part before that that or maybe after that. I might I might actually have to check that one out. I was I was interested when I saw the trailers. You know, it seems like a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, however, Samuel L. Jackson is exactly who you thought he was okay. in that movie. Where okay. you'll think he is. So that's not that's not anything too crazy. Nope. I think that's everything though. Thanks everybody who wrote in. Always appreciate the feedback and the, the questions and the participation and all that. Yeah. It's a good time. I, we enjoy doing this. Yeah. Uh, again, you can find us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. You can find us there. Yeah. Uh, I do surf there. I don't reply to everything, but I watch. I read. Yeah. I try to. Sometimes if a question is short enough or simple enough or even complex enough, I'll give an answer. But, you know, usually try and save it for the show. Save it for everyone. Don't want to. Don't want to spoil y'all. Yeah. Voicemails. Voicemails. Yo, what's up? This is Dr. Dirty Dean. The D stands for not doing Denzel Dirty in any way, shape, or form. And uh, so, listen to the podcast. Podcast is great, as always. Thank you. Can't wait to get back to the nerd shit. But you know, the question I bring up to you guys are all like, for those who play card games and all that, they'll probably come out for the next week. So, when it comes to card games, have you guys ever stolen from someone else? Hell, shit, not even fucking card games in general. Just, just in general, not you stolen, but allegedly stolen. Because I've allegedly stolen a lot of shit while playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Which is, as you guys oh, actually described, is a terrible fucking game. And it's a whole shit game. But it's part of the whole type of community and everything because, you know, it's just how it is. Yeah. And like I said, I promise to cut my voicemail shorter. Here we go. Perfect. Thanks oh. for listening. Thanks for making this podcast and have a great day. Yeah, you too. Thank you. You and every other Yu-Gi-Oh! player I know of is a fucking thief. Yu-Gi-Oh! players are thieves. That's just how it is. I don't get it. Like, the card shop I would go to, we would host tournaments for, like, for Pokemon, Magic, and and Yu-Gi-Oh! pretty regularly. And if they had big Yu-Gi-Oh! tournaments, they would hire extra security. Because they got so much shit stolen from them. Holy shit. It's absurd. I don't get it. But it's, apparently, it's not localized. It's just the thing to do. I don't get it. I... No, I never really got too into Yu-Gi-Oh! the card game, so I never stole much. Yeah, <laughs> I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh! shitload when I was um, like 12, 13. Sounds right. Yeah, I, I got pretty fucking good at it. And it wasn't like... I, I just had a stack deck <laughs> because I, I got really fucking lucky a lot. And I never depended on Exodus or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I had like 
three blue-eyed white dragons in my deck. Yep. And this was the early days before any of the crazy expansions came out yeah. where the game was still super unbalanced. Yeah, the game was crazy unbalanced in the early days. I mean, you had like Dark Hole, Mystical Space Typhoon. Like There was all these cards that were so fucking useful. Jar of Greed wasn't banned yet. I mean, yeah. come on, y'all. Exactly. <laughs> or Pot of Greed. Pot of Greed, There's yeah. also Jar of Greed, but that's... Yeah. There's a, a, did you see the woman who put on the makeup? To look yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And to answer Sofa Man's question, because I missed it, uh, did either of us watch Yu-Gi-Oh! or anything? Not a lot, but just enough. Yeah, I watched the... F- I was more into the beginning of it. Like, you know, the, the, the island with Pegasus and all that. After they came back and they did that, like, citywide duel thing... And they, they started incorporating more of, like, shoddy and Merrick and them folk. Yeah, I didn't really get into it as much. But, I, you know, I liked the show, but I didn't love it. Thinking back to it now, the only interesting things in the show were the Millennium items. Not the card game itself. The card game is fucked. I mean, I used to play, of course. Oh, but yeah. the card game was dumb. It's really funny to me. Like, it's no secret that the creators of the show didn't actually have a rule set in mind. Like, they did not develop a card game first and then make a show after out of it because that game would be fucking broken. Also, it would be impossible because there were certain interactions that no one knew about. Like, oh, Baby Dragon and Time Wizard make the Thousand Dragon. I remember they uh, they started releasing those fusion cards. Yeah, a little bit later in the game. Yeah, as soon which as is, I gave away all my cards. Yep, which you know they were cool. It, it was cool for the show and it was like a nice little twist and everything like that. But if you were playing that deck, like if you were Joey Wheeler in that position and you didn't know about that interaction, what the fuck are you doing playing these cards? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking dumb dumb deus ex ass cards and yeah. shit believe in the heart of the cards now fuck you yugi and then of course like in actual Yu-Gi-Oh, in the card game dual monsters as it would be in the show in the actual card game you have like the summon levels so like blue eyes white dragon is what like a 10 star which means you have to to sacrifice like three things to play it but in the show you can just play a blue eyes just raw so why aren't you just playing these high damage creatures or why aren't you just loading your shit up with counters to these high damage creatures that you know they're gonna play just throw in an acid trap hole see what happens (laughs) (laughs) you know way more about this than i do i've uh i remember i've I've spent time thinking about this (laughs) jeez god damn way into the lore yeah, well, I mean, I had friends who played Yu-Gi-Oh like on a competitive level, so I was at least aware of the rules and like I had a general idea of the meta. Like, I think last last I had talked to him was when Elemental Heroes were popping, and which was shortly after Rescue Rabbit, I think, because oh, Yu-Gi-Oh decks are are stupid. It's all generally speaking the top decks are all combo decks so it's like if you just assemble these right pieces you win 
Yeah. Which is kind of cool to me, but I don't like that that's meta defining. I think that should be like one or two decks within a meta with, you know, five other viable strategies. But, you know, whatever. That's the game you play. Yeah, very true. Very true. Well, hi there, fellas. It's Willard T.K. Holy shit. (laughs) I just watched that there uh, Dark Tower with uh, Atrus Elba and Matthew McAhonesay, whatever the fuck's name is. Uh, And I got a question for you. Which beats which? Gunkata or reloading a fucking revolver in the air by snatching the bullets out of the air when you swing your pistol around or some bullshit like that? All right. Y'all take it easy, boy. Hey, Sam. I think the answer is obvious. Yep. Gunkata. Yep. Gunkata is super cool. Gunkata, that movie is just the right amount of cheesy. It's It's... So, like, try hard cool, but it's just cool enough that you can just accept it and join for the ride. And he's talking about equilibrium. Yes, for those of you listening at home. Yeah. Uh, I think it's it fit in really well with the early 2000s. Yeah. Just like Fast and the Furious did. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't hold up as well, but it's still pretty fucking cool. Yeah. But, you know. If you if you haven't seen Equilibrium, give it a shot. You know, it's it's cheesy, but it's cool and it's fun. Like don't don't go in here like really scrutinizing too hard. You won't enjoy it in that case. But just join for the ride. Yes. I it's kind of like Blade in a lot of ways where it's not it's not actually that cool, but at the time, it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. At best, Blade is just a really weird dude in a trench coat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but back then, it was just like, oh, yo, this guy's killing vampires. Man, yeah, just thinking back on, like, the the action movies, the sci-fi action movies from that time, like The Matrix, Equilibrium, Blade, it's a bunch of leather, it's a bunch of coats, like, everyone's in sunglasses, like... No one has emotions. <laughs> Sunglasses indoors, outdoors, wherever. It does not matter. No. Invincible protagonist. Yep. Like, yeah. Damn. Good times. <laughs> yeah, I agree. This is a golden age of movies, I say. Damn right. Fuck you if you don't, don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, thank you everybody for listening to this week's episode of Real Nerd Hours. I've been Denzel. And I've been Chet. You can join us on the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. You can hit us up on facebook.com at facebook.com slash real nerd hours podcast. You can hit us up on Twitter at twitter.com slash x real nerd hours. You can support the show, which will give us enough fuck you money to quit our jobs, but not in a disrespectful fashion because we really don't care about to disrespect our jobs like that it yeah. doesn't we think so low of them in fact that they're not worth doing anything for <laughs> you're not worth me shitting on your desk nothing you can support us on patreon.com slash real nerd hours you can shoot us an email at askrnh at gmail.com or give us a call at 413 savage one savage will you we pay attention to both of those 
We pay attention to all of it, really. Yeah. Uh, we've got some new content. I've got some surprise content going up on the Patreon Ooh. from your boy uh, next month. Ooh. Uh, hopefully you guys like it. It's taking more work than I thought it would. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at that Denzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at Bushido Brown SD. Excellent. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next Thursday. Y'all have a good night.